All right, man. So I go ahead. I already hit the record button, man. We've been talking. Damn near. We should have been recording all the time. We I'm talking. telling you, because we had some good conversations, man. So, man, it's your boy Ampavelli. Yes, sir. It's another episode of REOP, man. Got my co-host, Mr. J. Mr. J. So, I'll let my uh, guest introduce himself, man. Yeah, man. I'm uh, the primetime Nino. Uh, I. That's what I go by as my artist name. Some people may know me by DJ Nino. If the, you're in the Palm Coast area and you've been to Fins, Beatside Pub, you know me as DJ Nino. Um, yeah, man, I'm just here to help promote my album, Libertad, that just came out on all streaming platforms earlier on this month. And I'm ex- super excited to talk to y'all about it and get, sure. some, get some insight on what y'all got going on, too. For sure, man. Fun talking to you, man. Yeah. Already, so far, yeah. but we about to get even more into your life, man. Let's so let's uh first question right off the bat. We know you're not from Jacksonville. Where are you from? So I'm actually born and raised in Daytona Beach, Florida. Okay. okay. Not too far. Not far. And um yeah, man, I lived there for pretty much my whole life. Um recently before uh I had my son, uh we moved to Palm Coast, Florida, in the Flagler area, and that's where I really set up like my base home for my music and stuff like that a lot of people know me in the flagler area for doing music and per- mostly for performing yeah um and yeah recently we've been getting into jacksonville and orlando working our way into miami trying to get into all the different markets in florida so that people could finally uh recognize what we got going on we've been doing this for about 10 years and just now starting to get the ball rolling as far as like the state of florida knowing who we are and the impact that our music is having within our community. That's For dope. Sure. So, um, how was the Daytona music scene like? So, you're the second person that we've had from Daytona. Who's Shout the first? To- Crown. Crown. Shout out to Crown. That's yeah. the guy. That's you know the guy. Crown? That's, yeah. Small My world. Brother, yes, man. indeed. That's yes, indeed. Very small world. Yes, um, Crown's like one of the first artists in the area that really like took me. It was like, hey, bro, you, you got something. Like, yeah. Don't be like the rest of these cats out here that's just that's just putting their music on SoundCloud. Just you know what I mean, not really pushing their product or making a brand out of it, taking it very seriously. Crown was like the first person that really put me in perspective to that. Right. Um Daytona's music scene in general is it's got so much talent and so much like possibility and potential, but it just uh it needs the community to like want to be supportive though yeah the community in daytona doesn't really get to you know support shows they don't really they don't see what's going on like we talked about earlier like unless you're signed mm-hmm. or you're popping on instagram with thousands of followers they don't really look at you right so that's the problem in daytona there's not enough of that mm. there's not enough success there to get the people's attention going so that's what we're trying to change now got okay. you got you got you how do you feel about some you know some people in florida they like dis- disrespect daytona they like to say it's just a drive-through city like you go there from whatever city you try to go through to orlando or whatever yeah. see Elp is one of those people he like to I'm talk a lot of, of pe- shit I'm not okay. one of those people. he talk cool. about he talks shit about pensacola so don't let him fool you you oh, know what okay, i'm saying okay, he okay, could okay. he could okay. be a bit partial that makes sense. I'm just going on what the people say, man. That's what people be saying. That's what people be saying. No, it's true. Nah, I'm people, people definitely look at Daytona like a little drive-by city, but right. at the same time, Daytona is like 
honestly one of probably the most famous cities in in Florida. There you true indeed. True indeed. Yep. Think about BCR. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you think about the Daytona 500. Yep. There's yep. so many things that Daytona's really known for. Spring, spring break. break. Yep. Like, yep. Everybody goes to Daytona for spring break. Bike week. Oh, Bike mm-hmm. week. You know what I mean? There's so many big events that come from Daytona. So really, Daytona is really up there as far as like when you talk in conversations about the big cities in Florida. I think Daytona's one. It's just funny stuff happens in Florida. Yeah. Florida yeah. man. Like, right, and right. that's like every city in Florida. Like, <laughs> you ain't lying. You know, it's just something about Florida that uh, could get perceived man, that way. It's the water. Like it's got to be the water. It's for the sure. water. I was seeing some shit. It was like a, it was a video. It was like a big ass alligator in this, in the street, like right. a twenty foot alligator. Yeah, like everybody, everybody was under there. They're like, oh, typical Florida shit. Yep. And I had Florida thought about shit. it. I was like, bro, I've only seen an alligator not at the zoo like one or two shit, two times. Yeah, so like, it's not, it's not, not a shit. regular occurrence, but it definitely does happen yeah, does in happen. Florida. That yeah. that much we can say. Yeah. Like you might log on Facebook one day and see one of your friends will have a gator in their backyard at a lake or some shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's an odd occurrence, but yeah, people um, definitely. I mean, they're not in traffic. Like alligators don't like commute everywhere, and you don't just right, see them right, everywhere. Right. But, yeah. but it's some Florida shit. You Where it's quiet, at. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you live, yeah, I just brought up. Gone. I just brought that up because like it's a lot of misconception with Florida, so it's a lot yeah. of misconception with Daytona right. also. So that's true why indeed, I true it indeed. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. So let me ask you this, man. You said that, um, you know, you've kind of been like really making a a conscious effort with the music for the last 10 years. But how long have you been making music? When did you get started? Uh, I got started in school, actually, because I was brought into production and all of that stuff by being in band and Mm -hmm. playing instruments. And um, I was in band pretty much from like sixth grade on. But the thing was, is like I never really took a real interest in like trying to be good at it mm-hmm. until I was in high school, um, because high school was so boring to me. Right, right. Like classes, yeah. And I didn't under I I didn't correlate with what was being taught. Gotcha. Like I felt oh, like I had already seen that, mm-hmm, or I already mm-hmm. knew it, about it, so I didn't care as much. So in school, like I would just go to the band room, and. I would learn how to play my instrument better. I would learn to play other instruments. I would figure out how to mess around on the keyboard because I saw other kids doing it. And I'm like, well, if they could do it, you know? Um, And so that turned, like, it it turned from, like, a love of playing music and being a musician into, like, I've always wanted to be an entertainer, too. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know that those were the two things that were going to correlate. I always thought I'd be like a WWE superstar or something. (laughs) Bad Bunny. I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) Very much. (laughs) Right, right, right. Bad Bunny's like one of my, you know what I mean, top. I would say, I look to. yeah, I would say that he has to be, you know what I mean? Especially, you know, um, with the, you know, and and not to like uh, generalize your music or anything, but, you know, you don't often meet. Um, Latino rappers, you know what I mean, yeah, sure, and and yeah. and you know, hearing that kind of influence in music regularly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, because I, I I tell people this all the time. For the most part, you live life in your comfort zone, whatever you uh, um, relate with the most. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in hip hop communities, oftentimes it's gonna be the the struggle story, the yeah. you know the darker side of of the neighborhood or whatever the right. case. You know, right. 
but we don't hear about it from the Hispanic as at, you know the point of view mm-hmm. as often yeah. where it's it's um true in essence to where you know you you have a lot of influences in your music and I want to talk about that in a minute but um Bad Bunny is probably one of the best to make a huge pop influence also keep true to the essence again and be at, like his entertainment is next level I became yeah. a huge Bad Bunny fan after seeing him in the WWE. Yeah. Right. Same here. Right. And that's because he was an actual fan of it. Right. So, like, he grew up doing all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing, you know, playing wrestling with his brother. Same as me. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been a fan of wrestling my entire life. Like, my very first memory is me watching wrestling. So... It was watching Razor Ramon cut a promo on Shawn Michaels mm. right before a ladder match on mm. SummerSlam 95. I'm curious. What's your top five favorite wrestlers on top of the head? I know time. that's hard. I know that's hard. All question. time. Hard All question. time, dead or alive. Yeah. <sighs> I know it's tough, Top man. five. Amp, re- Amp the wrestler. I'm a big wrestler you know what I'm fan. I'm a big right. wrestler fan. I'm going to shock y'all. Number five is going to be Roman Reigns. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. A that is. Pensacola legend. I wouldn't have said that like three years ago. I wouldn't have said Roman Reigns three years ago, but what he's done in the last three years in wrestling, mm-hmm. like if you keep up with it, is the best wrestling product we've seen in years. Best storytelling. It's the best everything. storytelling. It's the best wrestling. It's it's the most captivating storyline on television right 100%. now. One hundred percent. I'm talking about like throughout cable. If you look at any show, this is the most captivating storyline on television right now. So Roman Reigns is number five. Okay. Because it's all time. Number four, Shawn Michaels. Okay, good one. That's a great one. Shawn Michaels, I can't Heartbreak go. kid. He yeah. was that dude, yo. He's the one that like got me on, I, I, I think. My first rap name was Joe the Kid because of Shawn Michaels. Dude, the kid. <laughs> right, right. That was a grown-ass <laughs> man, by the way. Like, dog. Calling himself a kid. And he got over with it. Mm-hmm. So, Shawn, Shawn was always dope to me. Um, number three. Uh, that's hard, bro. Uh, number three, I'll say Ray Mysterio. That's a good Man, I loved Ray Mysterio he growing to go up. To the Hall of Fame. Changed the game. He got to. Yeah. No, he's been in the game too. That long. was a must. Yeah. That was a must. Yeah, yeah. Like anybody who's out here is like, oh, he's still wrestling. Why is he in the Hall of Fame? Shut up. Right. Don't right. matter. Shut up. Yeah. It really it doesn't matter. What he's done for wrestling. Dude, he changed the game of wrestling. He 100%. changed the, all this new shit y'all watching on AEW yep. and all this new flip floppy shit. They just be flying off of shit. Came that is him. because that of was Rey, Rey Mysterio. Mysterio yeah. yeah, Lucha Libre is because of Rey Mysterio. 100%. It was there before him, but the only reason we know about it, come on, is because of Rey Mysterio. And I don't care what anybody say about that. That yeah. dude is transcendent. That is Bad Bunny to wrestling. That is like exactly. That's a great. Rey that's Mysterio great, is. Uh, reference. He's got to be number three. Number two. That's a good ass list. 
That's a good y'all fuck with. It's a hard they, y'all like, y'all nailed me with this. Y'all killed me with this. <laughs> I was not ready. It's a, it a good list. Of I didn't know so, we were yeah, gonna so talk far, about wrestling, That's bro. We crazy. gonna talk about a little bit of everything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Number number two. No, where were we at? Number three. N- two. No, number two. Number two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Three. Two. You want two? Okay. Number two. I'm gonna say Randy Orton. Okay. I fuck with that. Also transcendent. Uh-huh. That dude is just. The best wrestler to ever touch a ring, mm. with the exception of number one. Who you got, Eddie Guerrero? Okay, that's a good one. That's so, a great one. Eddie Guerrero was such an entertainer. He's the best of all time. Yeah, he was a good. And not not on some Aaliyah shit. Sorry, no disrespect. Not some on. You know how people talk about Aaliyah in yeah. like this regard, like she was this amazing singer. Right, 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 right. God bless her. All respect to her, but she's not like, she's not top 25 singers of all time. Yeah, that's the thing about when people, when they die, sometimes people like to boost them up just out of like. Now, guilt, hold up, guilt. no, hold up, because even in that time, they were calling her the princess of R&B. They were, they were. So but that's on like character. That's like, it was, that char- was, her it was definitely character, yeah. influence. Um, that wasn't based on her skill. Right, right, right. Yeah, she just was a good person. So. She was a she great person. She had great, great music. Great music. Yeah, great yeah. music. And then, uh, because if you go through every one of her albums, every one of her albums, she has at least five singles. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Strong, like, yeah. arguably, you know, I'm mentioning these for the rest of my life singles. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. Like, nigga, first you don't succeed. That's and that's that, what I'm saying. I play the record all the time. DJing, I play the records all the time. I know she's good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But I'm with you. But you I got feel like Whitney, when people got... pass away, when people pass away, they you give them that extra yeah, boost, you give them that extra boost in cause... conversation because they have a legacy. You've been waiting to say this one. It's you just waiting to say... <laughs> I'm just trying to be as real as I can be. I, I feel that way that. about Eddie Guerrero. I feel yeah. like Eddie Guerrero is the best dead or alive i hit yeah. it i hit it i hit it he was the best in the ring he was the best on the mic yeah he made you cry laugh yeah. n- make you angry yeah you'd want to kill this dude and mm-hmm. then you'd love him the next episode yeah he could flip the switch whenever he wanted to yeah he's smooth 100 smooth yeah the thing so the reason why i asked you that of course i like wrestling i don't know how you feel about this but when it comes to people top five wrestling lists I like to ask people wrestling list because you can't go wrong with anybody. You can't you really. Can't. You can't. It's, it's all subjective. Wrestling, yeah, wrestling one of those things where it's like it's not like hip hop. Hip hop sometimes you get your top five list. You like uh, wrestling is just like it's such a the way the art is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go wrong if somebody's doing their job completely. Like it's just you can't go wrong. And there's so many people that like Triple H could be on the top five. Yeah, Triple yeah. H. I could have definitely mentioned Triple John, H. John Cena could be in someone's John top John five. John Cena. Yeah. Shit, Kevin Nash could be in someone's top Kevin five. Nash. Kevin Nash was Kevin Nash was that dude One through and through, through and through. And at his size, that's what I was just about to say. To do like to involve himself in a lot in, in a lot of the ways that he did, yeah. yeah, he was able to take a lot. I mean, I, people say that about Kevin Nash, like he didn't take a lot of bumps. It's like, dude, seven foot tall, yeah, fam. Like, I'm not he, taking no bumps. That that shit hurts already. Yeah, as a six foot five, six foot three, mm-hmm. regular average human being taking those bumps. Right, that shit right. hurts. 
This dude is seven foot tall. Yeah. You know how long it takes him to fall onto that? Straight up. Four? Like, how long hard to get his ass up, too? Got to get back up yep. without destroying my knees. Come on. Talk about his it. His knees are destroyed because he had to be getting up and down and hitting his back on all this all the time. Mm-hmm. People and anybody over that. seven feet, you like they fragile. Yeah. How long is he going to be able to do that? And Come look on. at how long Kevin Nash wrestled for. Yeah, he did. Right. Long Kevin time. Nash wrestled for a long time. Yep. 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 Made a lot of money. Yeah. Macho man. Yeah, macho man. Macho Could man was some. Top five. He would be in my top five. Yeah. My, like you said, Macho Man made you laugh, made you cry, yep. made you Just feel like he he inspired you. You know what I mean? Just entertaining though, one hundred percent. And that's what we look at when we talk about wrestling. Like who's entertaining? Yeah, yeah. It's like not who can that's do a really the best good point. move. Who can do the best? Right. I'm talking about storylines. That's why Roman Reigns is in my top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That dude's made me care about wrestling more than I have in my whole life. But even even like you say, over the last three years, I feel like his wrestling has advanced. Like he he has become his an elite. His matches are the best on the card. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Like, and it doesn't have to do much in the matches. If you look at his ring quality, like a work, he's not really doing much. Yeah, he's just, talk, he just talking shit. It's yeah. just the, the way that he does it, the style that they do it, the time that they take to do it. Like, yeah. they wait. They let the crowd Everything react. Up. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just methodical. doing slow and methodical. Whereas to where you watch modern day wrestling, everything's See, move after move yeah. after spot after spot. He kind of reminds me of both a, a, a Kevin Nash and an Undertaker. Undertaker yeah. had a very slow storyline. I didn't line, even say the Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker would have to go down in like yeah. hundreds of thousands of top fives. You know what I'm saying? I did, like, can we edit this? That was, <laughs> I made a disservice to that to that list by not putting the Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker the, uh, is also one of the greatest of all time because of the size, everything, everything the storyline. Yeah. You could, you could. Kane had the possibility to be as great as as Undertaker, and I feel like Kane fell shy just a bit. You know what I'm saying? But because only because he had to stand next to the Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If exactly. They would have never paired them up first. It, it, oh my God! If Kane, that wasn't Kane's first storyline, yep. Kane probably would be just as just as big, just as yep. big as yeah, the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. Like some of his choke slams when he used to lift niggas up and just hold yeah. them for a second, yeah. like bro. Because he was like, as far as his in ring stuff, like you like watching Kane shit over Undertaker. Yeah, Kane, Kane one hundred percent. Kane was more in shape. It's just Kane yeah. didn't wasn't really that good on the mic and whatnot. He, so he couldn't. He just know how to do his character, and he was he was. But Taker wasn't either though for a while. He had Paul Bear for years. But yeah, I was both right, of right them did. That, but yeah. I was gonna say that um, um, Paul Bear. Like that was a great pairing, and it worked the best for Undertaker when Kane had him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was so e- like it was evil genius. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I've I've as the Undertaker, I've outgrown you, nigga. You know what I mean? And he said, "All right, cool. I'm gonna bring a nigga from the dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bring a and nigga from brother. the depths of hell. Yeah, it's your brother too. Yeah. People just do y'all think that's the greatest storyline of all time? It ha- bro, that probably has to be. I can't. I don't know about storyline because I feel like this shit with Roman Reigns might be one of the greatest. Story I lines. feel like the. But, I think yeah. also. So I'm not hip to the whole <coughs> Roman. I if, be seeing. All right. It, so the greatest. Mm. If I had to pick the greatest story, well, well, Undertaker and Kane. I feel like those are the best gimmicks ever. Okay. 
But best storyline, I feel like the Daniel Bryan one when he was chasing the uh that WrestleMania B plus, 30. The B plus player. Yeah. Mm. That might be the best storyline ever. WrestleMania. And yeah, WrestleMania, all that shit. That, That's a good And then story. the Roman shit, and then probably the Kane and Undertaker. Let me argue with you real quick. All right, let's get The it. only reason I'm going to say the Roman thing is better. Daniel Bryan's storyline really only lasted like a year. Might be less than that. Might have been less it than that. Could have been less. Like, they really only built. He was getting squashed for like years yeah. before. And then all of a sudden, like, we were like, nah, dude's dope. Like, we want that guy. Yeah. And the other, only other options at the time were guys like Orton, who had been on top for already years. People were sick of that. Then they try to give you Batista, and we're like, bro, like, nah, fuck out of here. I don't want that right now. So the, the Daniel Bryan one, you might be on to something because the Daniel Bryan one, like the next month it was over, and it was he done because he was injured, and then his career was over, and then yeah. we never got any satisfaction until he came back to AEW, which yeah. I, I and I, I like AEW too. Like I watch AEW, I watch all wrestling as much as I can, but nothing is comparable to what I get when I watch. Friday Night Smackdown. Man. And I'm watching Sami Zayn get, mm. like, the biggest pop of his career. Yeah. And everybody online is like, Sami Zayn's going to beat Roman Reigns. And I'm sitting in my house like, come on. It's, kinda, yeah. it's obviously he wasn't going to Come beat on, bro. Yeah. You're telling me they're going to stop what they've been doing for three years for that one moment in Canada? Like, it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. And then Sammy gets to go to WrestleMania and still fight in a yeah. huge match. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, bruh, just let the product happen. Yeah. That's why that's why I like, man, I'm happy the right people are writing the WWE shit and not yeah. the fans. And not like a lot of the fans, they just come up with bullshit. Most of the, the time. The fans want something then. They, if they are satisfied with what they're getting right then and there, they're like, Oh, well fuck what's happened for the last three years that we've been building this guy he's had the title longer than anybody who's had the belt in god knows how long decades maybe centuries like you know we're talking about bruno san martino right we're talking about hulk hogan we're talking like those are the names that are ahead of roman reigns mm -hmm. yeah there's nobody else bob Backlund, bruno san martino hulk hogan that's it yeah then it's roman reigns Real shit, real shit. That's the greatest thing that's happened in wrestling in years. Yeah. So it's like, I just can't argue against it. I can't find anything that's better. Yeah, that's just what's bad about the internet era. Like, nobody want nothing to play out no more. No. They just want in instant satisfaction, and if they don't get it. It's like, if you haven't been watching the storyline, like, the only person that should beat, the only person that makes sense to beat Roman Reigns for the title is Jey Uso. Yeah. It's what the whole storyline been about. Yeah. The only person that should beat <coughs> Roman Reigns is Jay Uso. Otherwise, this whole shit don't make sense. I think Cody beat him. I really don't think he is. All right. When 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 what WrestleMania like? WrestleMania is like it's next yeah, weekend. Next, it's weekend. next weekend. So it doesn't even feel like it's about to be next. It's weekend. just gone by so quick because yeah. it's been so good. So WrestleMania next week, we're gonna have to come back to this. Let's do it. Mm. We're gonna have to come back to this. I'm Cody down. Winning. I'm down. <laughs> I really think they gotta go with the story, like. Cody is another one of those like just pieces that they put into it and you know what I mean you don't switch the story because a piece got in the game right yeah 
Cody can lose at Mania and be fine. No, yeah. definitely for sure. For He's sure. not losing, and then it's like, oh, forget Cody Rhodes. Like Cody Rhodes is literally like the second or third biggest person in the company. He's gonna be fine if he loses. That's yeah. a good point. And it benefits the story if you keep going until the final point, which is Jay Uso. Because why would you do all this for Cody to win it? Like, like what? What? Because he has to finish his story. His story can. Yeah, it's been going. three years. Yeah. yeah, we can't stop three years for a year. Yeah, Cody just came back. You wait in line. That's a good ass point. That's a good. He ass. just got here. He point. really got here, got injured, and he's been gone for like nine months. He just popped back in January at the Rumble. It's like, why are we just changing this? Because, because Cody back? Like, is this is it's either in his contract that he's supposed to win this shit, or he's not winning at Mania. Yeah, it might be. I think he, I think that was like one of the corner to get. If that's what Vince was like, yo, come back and you'll beat Roman Reigns. Yeah, then fine. I think that. Then I can't do anything about that. Yeah. That is what it is. But for the story, it's Jay Uso, bro. Yeah, because I was thinking like Cody could lose and then Cody get it like like SummerSlam or something like. Yeah, that. yeah. Because I mean, it's like it, this storyline doesn't have to last that much longer, but you have to have finality to yeah. it. It has to make sense. For it to have been this long, for me to have been this invested, if it's Cody, it's like, oh, I feel like that's underwhelming for the finality of the Bloodline storyline. But they're going crazy for Cody. Every time he come out, they get a big pop. He's getting the pops. He's getting the pops, which is why I'm saying, like, if he wins, then I, I also get it. I understand why you make the move, but for, for my liking of it, I would like to see the storyline play out all the way, like how you said. Yeah. Because it'd be the first time that that had happened in years. Yeah. They haven't done that shit since, like, Sean and Brett. They usually don't finish storylines in WWE. They kind of right. just switch right. shit. Yeah. When people not working out, they switch the belt. Mm-hmm. When the fans done turned off you a little bit, we taking the belt off you. You're not going to be able to tour and make money for us for the next six months. We can't rely on you no more. Yeah. Right? But either way... Whether he win or lose, I feel like that's one of them situations where it don't even really matter. It don't. Yeah. It don't. It could go either way, and I feel like everybody will be satisfied regardless. Yeah. I think it's just um, the storyline is important. It's the most important thing that's on television right now. Yeah. So it's like, do you really want to end that? Because now you got if Cody wins, you got to start something fresh now. Now there's just a new storyline that we have to wait and hope that it's going to be great. Yeah, and it might not be. And it might not be. What yeah. if Cody don't work out right, the right. way that you think he's going to work out because he's getting the title prematurely? Because mm. Cody could still be the guy. He just doesn't have to do it right now. It's really supposed to be Roman and The Rock. This was a switch. Yeah, people got to get over that, man. <laughs> it was, but, that, but for all intents and purposes, no. if you're not telling me that's not what they were working yeah, they towards. Yeah, they were working towards with The Rock running from the grind. The Rock, and he has he all the right to. He has yeah. all the right to. I'm not mad we're not getting The Rock and Roman. Right. I'm not. I, I promise. But I'm just saying, that's what the original that's, yeah, that's plan what, that's was. That's what the dream match was. Cody wasn't even supposed to be in this spot. He wasn't. Just remember that. There was an well, alternative once, plan for Cody. Well, I feel like a, a while ago they knew that Rock wasn't coming. The, when they had announced Cody was coming back and they mm-hmm. were doing all that. Oh, Cody returns at Royal Rumble. Yeah. I like he's obviously it's winning. It's the, the obvious show. pick. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm shit. saying. You're gonna you're gonna undercut the storyline by making it this super predictable 
thing by having Cody win. Yeah. Right. Nah, I definitely feel that. That, that. that was some good wrestling talk. Man. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna man. say. We, I love it. We, we go on for we go on forever. But let me ask you a question. Let's sure. get back to to you. So, let's like, what's the difference between the Daytona music scene and the Jacksonville music scene? The quality of like packaging. Okay. So, there's just more quality in like the music videos the cover arts, the way that the people, the artists' Instagrams look in Jacksonville as opposed to Daytona, there's just, it seems like there's more money into it. Mm. Maybe people are not putting the money in the right places in Daytona. More resources. More resources. I people are looking to make higher quality work. And that's what makes Jacksonville's music scene stand out more than Daytona for right now. Okay. So you think if you think that's the one thing that Daytona music scene is, is missing? I think it's a couple of things. Couple of things. Oh, okay. The music's so niche in Daytona. There's a niche audience, and it's not as big of an audience as like the, you know, your average audience that you would have in a bigger city. Mm-hmm. Daytona's only so big. Yeah. I feel like that's typically how it happens until. There's that, you know, uh, it sounds so cliche to say, but there's that one person that makes it with a different sound than what the city has, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of changes. Like, we saw that here in Jacksonville to where, you know, Jacksonville has always had its, its street music, right? But what we're hearing today kind of shifted after uh, what I would say, like, 2018, 17, maybe? Mm-hmm. 19? Yeah, yeah. Right around in that range, right. some somewhere in that range, I would say. Around the pandemic so, time. Yeah. Okay. So 2019, um, I know for me, the first record I heard to where the music started to shift to this more uh, violent music, and and now people trying to package things like that and promote it, yeah. um, was when Young and Ace dropped that. Um, we ready uh, i forget the the first the name of his first record where they was outside that amanda house mm-hmm. video was hard song was hard you know what i'm saying yeah and um little did we know it was start you know such a a thing right mm-hmm. but um culturally speaking i think the sound has to develop you know what i mean sure and it does take time it does take uh resources coming together to where producers start to want to put more effort into their beats uh graphic designers stop looking to say you know all right i'm gonna tax this dude i'm gonna give him a good product at a rate he can afford so that he comes back or you know what i mean and i can just depend on consistent money more so than you know a one big you know lump Mm -hmm. so I think that's where Jacksonville has become. And I say I brought uh, the, the shift up just to say that I think when that happened, Jacksonville really saw that, okay, it really does only take one song. It takes yeah. a good video. It takes a strong um, uh, uh, cover art, you know what I mean, to get things started. And then you'll have investors come, people that see the vision and say, I want to, I want to help and whatnot. So everyone started to pull together. It was like, okay, I believe in you. You believe in me. You know what I mean? Let's work together. What we can't afford ourselves, you know what I mean? We'll partner up or whatever. But if there's none of that, the city kind of stays stagnant. 
That's that's exactly right. That's the best way to put it. Like I Daytona, long winded. No, I <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciated everything you said because that's very true. Like Daytona doesn't have the resources that a bigger city like Jacksonville has. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a community of. It doesn't have enough of a community of young-minded individuals that want right. to get to work, that want to do good work, that want to make great work, that want to be creative on a like a special uh-huh. level, yeah, a high space level of creativity to make something great that will captivate people's attention towards right. your product. And if you don't have that, like you said, it stays stagnant and people get caught doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody going to the same studio. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's, going, that's everybody in Daytona going to the same studio to get their music done for the most part. Right. I'm only speaking on what I know. Right. On, on who I've kept tabs on as far as artists that I keep up with in Daytona. There's not many. You know, I'm just not there. I'm not in the scene anymore, so I don't know what's out and who's putting what out. I don't know where it's at, you know, but that's another thing, too. Why doesn't the audience know where everything's at? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What is out? What is this? It's like it's how you roll things out. It's how you package things. It's how you deliver music to the public that makes things matter and makes things important so that people pay pay attention to you. And that's what I've learned doing this album is how I rolled it out. Yeah. That got me to where I am. So let's talk about it. On the um, album cover, it's you sitting down on the couch with your mm-hmm. daughter. Um, oh, my son. Oh, your son. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're um, good. Um, I have two of them. Yeah. Um, and you, you, you're watching TV, it seems. You know what I mean? How did yeah. that? What, what was the inspiration behind that? So that... The inspiration around making the album came from like the time and place that I was at. I started making the album in like 2020, really, when I did my first single, Yellow Couch. It was the first single after like my last album, is what I mean. But I hadn't made music in about, I'd say like two years at that point. Uh, So in 2020 was the pandemic, and I had just had my son that year. He was born in January. So I spent all of 2020 like being a dad and not being a musician and not being an artist anymore. I was just being a dad. So that's what the cover is um, implicating, I guess, is that this is the period of time where I was starting to make music again Mm. and starting to find myself as an artist again, Mm. figuring out what I love about music again. Right. In this period of time that I was transitioning in my life, being a father. Okay. So, essentially, my son is in my arms. It's late at night. He just fell asleep on me. It, we got all these toys on the couch because this is my life. This is my environment now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting. And if you look at my face in that, on the cover, I look like I'm kind of just, like, dazed. Right, right. Like, I'm not even watching the TV. I'm just staring at the TV. And that's where I felt I was at when I made this album. I was, like, getting out of that moving away from that and like being able to figure out how to be a father and still do my thing yeah and still be out here and still make good music and right. still have a presence and still I, like I really want this to, as an artist I really want to make an impact and be a big artist so this matters to me yeah for sure just as much as raising my son and my daughter right. and being a good father and a good husband at home 
You feel me? So like I love those two things yeah. equally. And I needed to figure that out and figure out how to be able to distinguish my time from one thing to the other. And that was like a huge transition period for me in my life. So this album is like the masterpiece that I can make out of that weird time. Man, look, that's a dope that's a that's a dope story behind it. Yeah. Thank you. So how is it so far balancing the two? Family life and music life? It's getting better. I can, I can imagine it being hard at first. Oh, yeah. It's <clears throat> it's extremely hard because you have to raise a child. Right, it's right. Like, yeah. It's like you have to make sure this person has everything it needs. Is it nourished? Like, did they eat enough today? Right. Did they get enough play time? Did they get enough time with you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did they feel love today? Like, those are the things that, like, a stay-at-home dad has to worry about. 24 7 right yeah you wake up every day and you got to make sure this these kids now there's two of them now Mm -hmm. at the time i only had my son when i was starting to make the album so the production of like the cover and all of that stuff was done before i had my daughter that i um was born in september of 2021 okay so they were very close and um shout out to the pandemic So, yeah, man, and it was just like a it was just a really crazy transition transitional time for me as a as a human just being on earth and figuring out what like what my purpose was. Right. Like how was I supposed to distinguish my time and still be able to like have a creative outlet too? Mm-hmm. Because you could drive yourself nuts just being at home. You could see throughout the pandemic people that was just going crazy just being home every day, you know just raising this child but you got to be inside like they can't really be outside like that around other kids because you don't want them getting sick you don't know what this covid thing does to kids you know it affects kids differently than it affects adults so it's cool if i get it whatever you know what i'm saying shoot me up or whatever and then if a kid gets it that could be his life yeah so it's like you got all that stuff playing in your head too so it's, it, it, to answer your question, sorry, that could be long-winded, but um, it, it's getting better now because I'm, you know, they're getting older, I'm getting older, we're outside more now. Right. It's like right. we had to have COVID babies. Yeah. This is even wilder than just having a child. Yeah, yeah that had to be, well, you, you know, that had to be like scary yeah, having a baby. We had two yeah. of them. At that time, because it's <laughs> yeah. like, you don't know what's about to happen now with the world. Like, with the right? world. You just don't know. Everything is, like, different now. Yeah. Can we go outside? Do we have to wear a mask? I have to get my child to wear a mask. Like, that's that's yeah. hard work, bro. Kids little, don't yeah, like I shit on their face. It's a little yeah. baby wearing it's a mask. It's a little baby. Right, my, right. my child did not fuck with that shit at all. Like, yeah. not at all. He got used to it after a while, which is kind of, like, odd to me, too. That was an odd feeling, like, seeing my son get used to having to wear a mask. Right. You know, and I know how they're supposed to protect you and everything got, you know, I wore it, whatever, like, but it was weird. Yeah. That's just weird to me. Was yeah. seeing him get used to it. And I'm like, yeah. dang, that's not, you know. That's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Nah, that's, yeah. it's just different. That's not how we grew up. That's not, right, and that might not right. be right either, but that's just what I know. Nah, that's real. So seeing my kid have to grow up differently than I did was also like one of those things that was kind of like. Yeah. And I had to be in it every day. Like, my wife was out working. She owns a salon in uh, South Daytona. Accentuate yeah. Your Beauty Color and Extension Studio. Mm-hmm. Check them out. I'll, I'll tap in with them. Yeah, check that out. She's an incredible extension artist. 
uh, and she transforms people every day. God bless her. Amen. And um, so, yeah, like she was out there working throughout all that. And I was at home taking care of the babies, raising the babies. So that was also different, too. You know, I was used to working. Now I wasn't working. Yeah. I had to be at home. You know, I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to do that and like keep the house functioning and stuff like that. You got to clean the house and you got to, you know, do the dishes. And that was another thing, you know, because I wasn't used to that either. But so I bet you ain't had no time to write no music or nothing. No, I didn't for a long time. And that's that was the weird part, too, because Libertad took so long to come out. Like the album's really been done for like at least a year. Yeah. You know, so it's it just had to come out at the right time. Right, right. And honestly, people are that are talking about the rollout say great things about it. How it seems like it was, it looks as if I had planned this out very strategically. One hundred percent. But I didn't. And that's <laughs> I could sit here and tell you that not to my fault. Like I always thought about the rollout. Right. But I didn't put the rollout together as quickly or as long awaited as people would have thought or been that strategic because it was all God. Amen. God made that rollout happen as beautifully as it did. He's the reason we went number three on the Latin charts. Like, that's all God. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, yeah. The pre-orders being number one and pre-orders on Apple Music and iTunes, um, like, I don't know how that happened. Right, all right. I did was do what God told me to do, and that was, like, send the, the pre-order link to everybody I knew on Messenger yep. or Facebook. Yeah. How many friends do you have on Facebook? Probably thousands. Yeah. yeah. I tell think about how long you've had time. your Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, people don't really use Facebook like that. Right. But I went on Messenger, and every time I saw a green dot next, I don't care if I haven't talked to this person in seven years. Hey, hope everything's going well. You know, God bless you. I just wanted to let you know I got an album that's coming out, and you can pre-order it now on iTunes. I would love if you could support me. If you have it, you know, yeah, it's yeah, six dollars yeah. and ninety-three cents. Right, right, right. I was born in June of ninety-three. I don't even know how the price was set at six ninety-three, but that was God. God. Six ninety-three. Why why those numbers? There's seven songs on the album. I don't know why. Yeah. Can't tell you why. God planned this whole thing out. This was supposed to happen like this. I just woke up the day it came out. Right. The text messages telling me that I was number three, next to Bad Bunny and Carol G on the on the on the charts, on the Latin charts. That's big. That's, That's huge. Big. That's major. Coming That's out huge. of Palm Coast, like yeah, what? That's huge. I would have never. Ex I could. I can't even explain it to you. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, it was, this is all of this was just God. God, real. And you dropped it at the perfect time because you ain't want to. It would have. Imagine if you would have dropped this album, and then next thing you know, the world just closed up. Right, and it's like nobody. Everybody was like, "Man, fuck that album." I'm, Couldn't do I'm, it during the pandemic. Right, Save right. my money. So yeah, you dropped that at the right time. Yeah, God did. God, yeah, God did. did. God, God did. did. He really did. He showed out because, it like you said, it's the perfect time. It's right before the summer. This is very summertime type music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my you favorite know. song on there is uh, "Feel Your Body" with Jeremy Ryan. Mm. That's, that's mm, yeah, yeah, that's my man. That's that's, that's, that's the, my man. That's, that's my brother. I'm actually going to go see him right after this. Word, that's, that's what's brother. up. Yeah, he um he blessed us on the album. I actually did the production for that song a really long time ago. It was um and it was like one of the first beats that because Jeremy Ryan helped me get back into doing music too. Got you. 
he was a really big part of that. How'd y'all even link up? So, um, my producer, Drummer Connor, was doing shows at the time, and they were doing shows in Jacksonville. They met up with Jeremy Ryan. He hired them to come and do a show, and um, they made a link. They did a great song with him called Broke Boys. Mm-hmm. And when I heard Broke Boys was like my introduction to Jeremy Ryan, and I was like, okay, I definitely really want to work with him. Um, and we were starting to make our way into Jacksonville. We were getting ready back to start doing shows again. I was creating a set that I could do at live shows during the time. And I would, uh, I reached out to Jeremy Ryan. We ended up doing a collaboration together on a song called Hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that turned into doing a show with Jeremy Ryan. We, had, we co-headlined a show at Archetype. Jacksonville we did a couple of shows after that in Jacksonville and our you know our relationship just kept growing he would come to my rehearsals I would go to his right right we would just start you know what I mean we started making a little community within Palm Coast and Jacksonville of artists that were substantial and they were doing the like the things that we were talking about before caring about this and like the rollouts the cover arts all of that and uh Jeremy Ryan and I uh, would start like sending each other stuff that we were doing before we would drop it, and it was always like a little competition. Like he's my he's my nemesis. Yeah, yeah. So it was always like I got to do something that's, you know, he's dropping like all these albums in like this little amount of time, and I dropped like a song in like three years. So it was just like. He was the driving force to get me into like, okay, you need to start like dropping again. You need to start making yeah. music consistently so that yeah. people could notice you and understand you're doing something. For you sure. can't just make something and then duck away for three years. You know, for like sure. that. that's not a way in today's time to keep a presence in the right. game. Yeah, you gotta saturate the game. Gotta saturate it. So <clears throat> that's what we're doing now. After this album, there's more music, there's more videos. We're, we're gonna be dropping more videos from the album, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in a short period of time. Uh, we just really getting the summer ready because we really want to go around and all all around Florida, Georgia, and, and start touring the album. Uh, uh, what's your favorite songs off the album? That's hard because they, they all... Yeah, it's only they, seven of them. It's seven of them, and those were like the seven <clears throat> best songs that I had made in the last three years of making music, so... Let's say somebody got to drive to work. They got like a 10-minute commute to work. Sure. What song you would tell them, like, you got to hear this? Mm. Or what would be the order? What would be the order? I would say listen to Noches. Let that be your introduction. Feel your body. Mm -hmm. You got to hear that before you get out the car. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say Vivo, which is the last one. And those three songs right there will, like, that will tell you what the primetime Nino is going to be for the next so many years. Gotcha. That's what we come up with. You had a lot of um, transitions throughout your, like, flows, your beats and such, man. Talk about some of the influences when it came to the production side of things. So, um, production-wise, I really like. I'm I'm transitioning right now from making uh, more hip hop style, pop style music, mm-hmm. Americanized music, to making more Latin reggaeton based music. Yeah, 
Um, so my influences are like what we talked about earlier, like Bad Bunny, Raul Alejandro. Like there's a couple of reggaeton artists now that, and older reggaeton artists too, obviously, like Daddy Yankee, Don Omar, mm-hmm. um, you know, so many big uh, reggaeton artists that influenced me in that sound. But I like making music for my country, which is the Dominican Republic. Got you. You know, I love that. I, not to make music from there, but like the vibes that that country gives. Mm-hmm. To the world yeah. is what I'm trying to implement. Right, right, right. I'm trying to establish that uh, part of my brand and what people know me for. So production-wise, it's a lot of like beachy, you know, stuff that you would listen to in Dominican Republic if you were partying. Gotcha. Type stuff. And at least my perception of it. Nah, that's dope. That's where the production's going. That's that's what we're trying to lean to in the future. Um. The production for this album was really fun because me and Drummer Connor just like just went in and yeah. started either making it or there was something that Drummer Connor had from before that he, we were going to twist to make it into my style. We were taking like hip hop trap, like when Nobody, that beat was originally a hip hop trap beat. Mm. And we turned that beat into adding more reggaeton style to it. Yeah. And like them both style also and that was different for my producer because like he wasn't used to making that type of music yeah um so it's it was dope a the way that y'all us. blended it man like when i heard the transitions come and it would go from being a a you know reggaeton back to a hip-hop beat yeah. or vice versa yeah. you know what i'm saying the way that you uh added or removed the drums in certain parts mm-hmm. man phenomenal phenomenal Thank work you. for real thank you i mean that's uh, Drummer Connor was a huge part of that because we, that's what we were talking about when we started making the album was like, how can we blend these two things that I've been doing for mm-hmm. so long? Because I had an album before this called Thrill, and that was like super hip hop trap, mm. you know, style gotcha. music. Yeah. And, um, but it had pop elements to it too. So I, I, I had been wanting to make like this perfect blend of my first two albums, the catalog that people mm. know me for to make this new music with a new message, with a new marketing scheme to it. You know what I'm saying? Have a new look to it. Yeah. Something fresh, something different that's not really out here in America yet. Cause you don't, re- you don't really see a lot of Dominican American artists out here. You don't. You, you see don't. like Cardi B. Right, right, right. You know, that's, um, that's like, there's not many. I feel like there's a difference between, you know, artists that do the um, Latin and reggaeton than the um, rap, right? Right. Just in those two genres, right? So typically in rap, when an artist starts to uh, experiment or or try and, you know, branch out from being a, a rapper to doing an R&B album or doing a rock album, right? They get, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of frowned upon. Yeah. But in the Latin and reggaeton community, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's that same thing. I wouldn't have been like, and, and this is a joke of course, but I wouldn't have been surprised to have seen a Daddy Yankee R&B album, you know what I mean? With that right. nigga having been singing as hot as he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. That nigga dropped an album of, of Common songs, you know what I mean. You might have "Happy Birthday" on that bit, but <laughs> that ass, he'll do it too. That's what I'm saying. Like, so talk about the freedom in that. 
that's that's crazy. The freedom is that's what libertad is in Spanish. It's freedom. Wow. So I, that's, I, that's yo what, hablo un poquito. Un poquito. I like yeah, that. I yeah. like that. Me gusta. Me gusta, papi. Um, yeah. So that's literally what the album is about. Is freedom. It's it's about like escaping the entrapment of like the human mind. Right. Right. And like the restrictions that society puts on you. That's it's about getting away from all that and just doing like dope shit that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just a creative, like, and I'm good at creating. Right. I'm really good at packaging things and making it look good. So, like, those are my strengths. I have to work on my strengths in order to provide a family that I know I can provide for my family. Right. If I'm really good at doing this and I don't do this to my fullest potential to try to reap every type of benefit that I can get from it. I mean, I, I want to squeeze this shit dry. 100%. I want every cent from this that I can get. And I know I can make a lot. Yeah. Because my shit's good. It's really, like, I'll put it up against great. any other shit that's out. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. Nah, that's that not shit hard. Really cocky shit. I just am a creative. Nah, you gotta talk that shit sometimes. And I know yeah. I'm really good at it. And I'll dare any other artist anywhere to try to make, package, Roll out something that's better. I want that. Yeah, for I real. I want other real. That's, to do that shit. We should all do that shit. Yeah, you should challenge. Yeah, that should be the challenge. Don't be whack. One hundred percent. Don't be whack. Just do your shit, and do it to the best of your ability. Because right. like I have kids. Right. I gotta look at my kids every day, and like in my sense, like I'm looking at them, and they're looking at me like. What did you bring to the table today, Dad? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Like, did you just play Xbox all day? Yeah. Yeah. Or did you like go get it? Change. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Did you try? Did you attempt to do anything today? I gotta look at that every day. So my pressure is a little bit different than the average person. Yeah. Or the average artist that don't have nothing to lose. That they're right. just doing the shit because they don't have anything else to do. Right. Right. My so, shit's just different, so I look yeah. at it different. Other people, yeah, it's gonna be some people that's like where from, where you're from, and they're gonna look at it like, damn, if he could do that, I can do that shit. Straight up, I, that's all I want. And you don't ever want to do no half-ass shit and have people seeing that, right? I always and then do that's the perception people have of me, yeah, for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want my legacy to be like. That's not what I want Roman Arena to look at, right? You right. know, when they when they grow up. And they look at the primetime Nino because you can Google me. Yeah. That's cool. Like, but I don't want them seeing no whack shit. Right, right. So I don't do whack shit. Exactly. I let's, just do the best. Let's get into this video, man. Yeah, this video is A1. Let's get into the intro. So when we uh, play the video, just give us some, like, backstory on how the video came along, how the song came along, everything. Okay. And you was talking about how you being creative. This video is very This creative. video is very creative. Thank and, you. Bruh. I love the color coordinations between the fits, the wall, like the, yeah, the bro, everything, man. Y'all did a phenomenal job. Why? Thank you, brother. I don't, I Why don't do like the Denny's? Why not? So uh, they have the hash brown cookie, perfect. The okay. the funny you thing know, that you say about like the colors, your whole, and the, your the outfits. I have to shout out the director, Wade Sailor. Um, he's out of Jacksonville too, and okay. uh, he's the one that helped me put this video together. All these looks. All these different color schemes we talked about these, you know, planning into it. Yeah. That's actually my wife's hair salon. I was just about to ask that. That is her hair salon inside. And then that's a Dominican bodega in Daytona. Gotcha. That I grew up going to. So all very 
special meanings that uh, tie into the video. Shout out to um, La Diva Mexican Kitchen in South Daytona. Uh, Jennifer owns that restaurant, Best Tacos in Daytona. And she let me use that truck that's in the video. That's dope. We incorporate hookah because that's a super Dominican. I was about I bleed hookah. <laughs> Shisha comes out of my body. So the the bodega scenes when I'm in the cart yeah. and all of that stuff, it's showing you the eyes through my eyes of being a Dominican man in America. Gotcha. So I'm in the bodega. This is what I see. This is what I my culture. Shout out the spirit from Love Culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing Hector. Oh wow! I didn't even notice that. Yeah. For nothing, just at the dentist, fifty-five over, you get the hash brown. Yeah, yeah. Ya tu sabes. That dude is like the funniest dude I've ever met. Yeah, especially when he's playing Hector, like dog. I saw Spirit him wild. doing that on Instagram, and I didn't realize it was for this. Yes. That, that, yes. <laughs> I actually hit him up on Instagram yeah. because I saw him do it on Instagram, and I was like, I, I need you to come and do this on my video. And he was so gracious. He came to Daytona and shot it and everything. That's dope. Discount. Uh, you could take this back. Just take it. Take it. I, I don't need it. I don't need it. Not for that rice. You know, I have a Grand Keys. Mm -hmm. It's not the creamy coming. Uh, for the creamy, you know, every the, the kids they, nowadays, the kids nowadays, they want everything. They want the, uh, you know, it used to be you get a bear. The bear. Uh, sometimes you get a pair of socks. Exactly. And now they want dinosaurs. They the, want the, the 3D. And you want the 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 the, the <laughs> in the jaws. Oh. I don't know who that is. I, uh, the guy that played the him. ball. They played the, the basketball. Oh, what's that? The, the basketball. He no play the baseball. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's Hector great. makes that video so much like that's that's the the vision that we were going for, like from conception of the video. So he Hector is one of the characters that we're introducing in the video series that's tied into the album. I was about to say, you got to bring him back. For He's sure. definitely For coming sure. back. Um, yeah, they're, they're a part of all the videos, so you'll start to see more characters when more videos come out that develop. Poppy Chapo has a big part in the next video you'll see. Um, and Poppy Chapo is a character that I used to just do all the time, mm -hmm. like just in, you know, hanging out with friends or something like that, get a little lit and mm -hmm. you start, you know, my accent change and I turn into my dad. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, 
And it was just so funny with everybody. Everybody would say how funny that character is that I was like, well, if I'm going to do these next videos, I, I want to introduce characters. I want to do stuff like how Eddie Murphy used to do. Right. Or, or Martin Lawrence and, you know, dress up as all these different characters. Switch it up. In no their more, videos. No more running gun videos. Right, 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 right. So this video was like a very pivotal part of the whole rollout of the album. And people saw the quality of the video and immediately were like, okay, if he's got something coming, it's got to it's gotta be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Wade Saylor because him and his wife put together such a great video and they were so easy to work with. They just amazing people. Those, yeah. those two are just amazing people. Yeah, and I that, can't, was, that was fun to film. It was sure. really, really, really fun to film. The, um, the, the shopping cart scenes, so we made a rig for the camera to be in the cart. And just the way that they were doing it, like him, Kyle and Spirit were in the parking lot and they were just like putting this camera stand and rigging it through the the, the cart. shopping cart yeah. with other stuff. And I was just like, just amazed by what how they were making this work right. in such a little amount of time. And it, it just flew by, like it was a whole day shoot, but it flew by. And it was, like you said, so much fun to shoot. We were just having fun that day and that's, what I want to do moving forward is just like have fun doing the stuff that I have creatively in my head. And he really helped put that vision together, with, you know, talking about the lighting inside of the salon. Um, we actually put up that wallpaper that was just perfect for the dryer scenes, having two men at the, at the dryers and being like pampered kind mm-hmm. of is like, um, we're trying to start having men embrace that y'all can do that shit too like you should right, probably right. go take care of your skin and like make sure that you're not falling apart right. and like you should be able to sit back and relax sometimes right you know what i mean every it's night, more than just going know. to the barbershop and getting a haircut yeah man every night do y'all skincare treatment sometimes get y'all a pedicure manicure sometimes mm-hmm. oh me and my wife go on joint pedicures and manicures all the time like yeah. it's i'm a dj so my hands have to look okay Right, right. <laughs> to right, a degree. Yeah, like exactly. people taking pictures, my hands are in pictures all the time. Right. You get the clear coat? Or you know Sometimes coat? I paint them. Sometimes okay. I paint them. That's like, that's, a, you know, that's just something I enjoy yeah, sometimes, too. Sometimes I get the clear coat. But man, when I get the clear coat, I make sure it's not a day I don't come up here. Uh, I don't want him to you judge You don't want me. him to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't judge you, man. You will judge it's me so if I come up here with some glossy fingers. No, I won't. I understand. <laughs> I just had my he, shit painted. With the gloss, they're protective. They're okay. protective. Yep. They help your nails to grow. Yes. You know the what cuticle. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I done been on, hey, look, I'm here. Mm. Oh, I done man. been on game. You know what I mean? I like that. I done had my shit glossed up. You but know that's what, what I'm all about. Like, that's what Primetime Nino is like. That's part of what the right, this right. new packaging is all about is like freedom of expression. Like, if you yeah. like painting your nails, paint your nails. For sure. That's a form of expression. Right, right. I get asked all the time, like, especially by women, about my nails being painted. And why I do it and stuff like that. Like, don't you? Aren't you a little embarrassed to like walk around as a man with your nails painted? And I'm like, nah, not really. Like, yeah. I look dope. Mm. I don't have them painted today. I had to take them shits off. It was busted <laughs> up, so I didn't want to come out here like that. So <laughs> I did that. Off. But yeah, I I, uh, I believe that you should be able to do that. Like, there should be no double standards about that shit. Exactly. I feel you. That's kind of dumb. Like, why wouldn't men be able to do that? I mean, I think a lot of um the social norms are starting to be more uh, accepted these days in a lot of ways. I think people are normalizing things in very subtle ways, which is helping like uh, Tyler, the creator, 
being, you know, like Tyler, the creator is kind of putting it in your face. Like, hey, I'm painting my nails. I'm painting my nails. But right. um, and not not to say it like that's his intent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the way that people video him, oftentimes it's like angled to to make you to accentuate that right right uh but but the thing is you know like you said it's a form of expression and i think that he's showing there are no bounds you know uh seeing artists like bad bunny um Mm Shit, just just being free, you know what I'm saying? That's like it. you see him wearing whatever the fuck, doing whatever the fuck, you know. Whatever so, he wants to do. Yeah, um, I definitely get it. Yeah, I that's where I'm at. I think I, that's I dope. think I got that also from Bad Bunny because, like, he has an album that calls "Yo, I go look at me that like I know. right? And that just means I do whatever the fuck I want. Gotcha. That's it. Yeah, I just like getting up and doing what I want to do. Yeah. I want to have the freedom to do that shit. If I had enough money, I could wake up and do whatever I want. Straight up. And my kids could wake up and do whatever they want. Like, why not? Yeah. Why can I not do this? Right, right. What are the restrictions? Why? That's always my question. And I think as a kid growing up, I was looked at as like this rebellious kid because of it. Because I always question stuff. Right. Like, why does this have to be like this? Why can't I do this this way? You know, especially being Dominican and Latino. You get raised to like follow these certain rules, yeah. and it's like, well, those rules don't really make sense to me. Can you like help me understand why that has to make sense? And there was never any of that. There was, you know, it was just like do what I told you to do. Right, right. And that's a form of parenting that, like, you know, was around in that time too. So like, I don't fault my parents for it. You know, I'm not saying they're bad parents for telling me that. Right. But it just didn't help me understand growing up. Why did I have to do that? So I was always going against it. I saw this quote the other day. It was like, tradition is peer pressure from the dead. Yeah, exactly. That makes perfect sense. It really does. It's like we're scared of our ancestors. Yeah, exactly. And what they would think. But they're gone. They're literally gone. And that was so many years ago. That shit don't work no more. Things change. That shit don't work no more. So like, you know, my parents weren't juicing. Right, right. My parents don't know what the hell that is. I'm I'm explaining to my mom right now to this day about juicing, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, okay, cool. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. That's how I keep healthy." But she's like, you know what I'm saying? She's much older now, so yeah. why why is she just now learning about something that's been around right, right. our whole lives and completely available to you to? Stay a healthy human being. At like, some point, somebody said, "Fuck that tradition of juicing, nigga. I need some soda." <laughs> and that's that's where we at. Is like right, right. now our parents are like, you know, oh, I should stop drinking Pepsi. Yeah. You know, so it like you said, it's about the time, but sometimes that old shit don't work no more. Right, I, I right. questioned all that shit growing up. Yeah, I love how everybody just like fuck all the tradition shit. We doing what we want to do. Yeah, I'm loving it. I think I did the exact opposite of what my, what my parents expected me to do. Mm. And Same that could be like we all did. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my parent, like the route that I took as an adult, was not not what my parents had planned or had expected me to do. But right. they're also okay with it. Yeah, yeah. a lot of them proud Which is cool. of what yeah. you're doing. They are. That's they it. are. Yeah. They're super proud. You know, and I try to give them no reason not to be. But 
um, I think it's a culture shock for them because it's like, well, nobody in our family's ever done that. Why? You know, this is outside of the norm. Yeah. That's just how I Got to switch it up. Yep. Got to switch it up. Absolutely. I was yeah. the, I'm wondering if your mom, she brag about you. She ever show her friends your videos? She, all the time. Yeah. All the time. She uh, actually called me after the album came out. She It was during bike week. We dropped the album like literally right during the last week in a bike week. And my mom called me on the Sunday and she was like, I'm leaving work and I hear a bike playing your music. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That yeah. is. I heard your song. And she's like trying to like mouth the song to me to see which one it is because she doesn't know the name. Um, and she's on FaceTime with me and my brother. And I was like, that's a cool moment. Yeah, that's, that's, cool. a, that's amazing. That's, yeah. amazing. that's pretty cool. So I think she's, she's proud in that sense. You know, yeah, now she's sure. like, she sees how people are reacting to it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, shit. He did that. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think she's proud. She's she always showing, especially when this video came out, she's staying, staying FaceTiming me. She, I just showed this person the video. Look, look. <laughs> look, Linda, tell him, tell him. Tell him how good it was. It was so good, no? You laughed. Yeah. Yeah, that's my mom. So she calls me from work all the time telling me shit like that. Yeah, that's motivation. My mom, she passed away like six months ago. I'm sorry. And she was like one of my biggest fans when it comes to this podcast and stuff. Yes. So that, just remembering that, that would motivate me to keep going. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Right. And that's what you got to do, bro. Because like they didn't see this type of success or they didn't really see. I don't think like they were like had the idea of success of yeah. how we do now. And if we could show them like what what we can do with all of this stuff, all these resources that we had that we talked about, it's like we can really do some very special things exactly. and make a super big impact on this earth while we're here. And like that's the ultimate proud. And they gon' you know what I'm saying? They they'll follow suit. Yep. Yep. They'll 100%. follow suit. One hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep you motivated. Mm-hmm. Hey Nino, man, this was a amazing. Man, this is a great interview. I loved it, bro. We got to talk about wrestling, bro. Yeah, and we went and on you about had a wrestling. great list, like <laughs> even great points after that. Like, yeah, yeah. I I do that wrestling shit, bro. I want to start a podcast about wrestling. So uh, that's something. That's a, like a, a dream of mine too. Sure, I love a, wrestling. You need a guess. I'm coming through. I'm yeah, we'll make that happen for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm getting it all set together. The the last uh, few months, uh, I've been rearranging my house and and trying to make it because we had two kids and we just like moved into that house so it was it was chaos in there for so long and i finally you know started you know me and my wife started figuring out how we want to live in our household how we want our office how we want the kids playroom all of that stuff and laying it out cleaning out our garage being adults and uh, I finally got my space in my dining room to where I'm trying to get into like the podcast thing. I want to do a little Twitch uh, with video gaming and stuff like that. Just trying to set up my space for it. So I'm, yeah. I'm working on it. And I'll definitely, definitely reach out. Get that bag, man. Twitch, all of it. All of it. You know what I'm saying? And then playing the music while I'm on Twitch. Definitely. It's like, it, it just works out. It's yeah. the ultimate promotion. For sure. All right, Nino, pr- promote all your stuff. Look into that camera right there. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, check me out on all social media. You can find me at the Primetime Nino. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of that. Uh, look out for more videos that we have on my YouTube. You can check out the intro alto video right now on my YouTube. 
Uh, it's on Vivo as well. So uh, we'll be releasing more music videos coming up soon. Make sure to go check out Libertad on all streaming platforms right now. And if you would love to support the primetime Nina, go ahead and go on iTunes or Google Play and purchase the album Libertad on those uh, services as well. I appreciate y'all for having me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This Man, is a perfect, perfect episode, bro. I, I had such a great time with y'all. Thank y'all for getting high with me. Y'all heard the man tapping all that stuff. It's your boy Ampavelli. Actually, let me promote some of our stuff. YouTube.com slash REO Podcast. Tapping into that. We drop episodes every Thursday, but of course we're gonna we're gonna break the norm and drop this uh Nino episode on it. So yes, but either way, subscribe to that YouTube, REO uh, Studios, that's our other YouTube, tap into that. Patreon.com slash REO Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, all that. So tap into all that. Shit. Man, with all of that said, I think we out. Yes, sir. No Again, sure. man, we appreciate you. Uh, you a very entertaining dude, man. Thank so you, I had a great time, you know, even hearing y'all talk about wrestling. You know, yeah. I don't follow it as much today, but that was a good that was a good break. Watch WrestleMania. So. Watch oh WrestleMania. yeah, yeah. I try and catch every yeah. uh like uh pay-per-view they do. Gotcha. Right? That gotcha. that I do try to catch, yeah. but that's that's the big one. They yeah. gonna, they gonna do it up. Shout out to WWE. For sure. For sure. With all that said, we out. But